Morning prayer starts on page three. The hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite. It's on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 40 is on page 390. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord, and turn not unto the proud, and unto such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts, which are to usward, and yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, and that thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw not thou thy mercy from me, O Lord. 
Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such a hold upon me that I am not able to look up. Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath failed me. O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those that seek thee be joyful and glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord careth for me. Thou art my helper and redeemer. Make no long tarrying, O my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the second book of Samuel. And there happened to be a rebel, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So every man in Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah, from the Jordan as far as Jerusalem, remained loyal to their king. Now David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in seclusion and supported them, but did not go into them. So they were shut up for the day of their death, living in widowhood. And the king said to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah for me within three days, and be present here yourself. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than the set time which David had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Abishai, now Sheba, the son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your Lord's servants and pursue them, lest he find for himself fortified cities and escape us. So Joab's men with the Carathites, the Pelethites, and all the mighty men went out after him, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. When they were at the large stone which is in Gibeon, Amasa came before them. Now Joab was dressed in battle armor. On it was a belt with a sword fastened in its sheath at his hips. And as he was going forward, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard, with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword that was in Joab's hand, and he struck him with it in his stomach, and his entrails poured out on the ground. And he did not strike him again. Thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued Sheba, the son of Bichri. Meanwhile, one of Joab's men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab, and whoever is for David, follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he moved Amasa from the highway to the field, and threw a garment over him, when he saw that everyone who came upon him halted. <clears throat> 
When he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel and Beth Maacah and all the Barites. So they were gathered together and also went after Sheba. Then they came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Maacah, and they cast up a siege mound against the city, and it stood by the rampart. And all the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Here, here, please say to Joab, Come nearby, that I may speak with you. When he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of our maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, they shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and so they would in disputes. I am among the peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me, that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not so. But a, mountain, but a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba the son of Bichri by name, has raised his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew a trumpet, and they withdrew from the city every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the city, to the king at Jerusalem. And Joab was over all the army of Israel. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites. Adoram was in charge of revenue. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder. Shiva was scribe. Zadok and Abiathar were the priests. And Ira, the Jairite, was a chief minister under David. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the sixth chapter of the second book of Corinthians. O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? 
Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, 
whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our uh, chapter here begins with this division in, you know, after Absalom's death of, the nor of, of, of some people in the north and the south, and it began at the end of last chapter with a little petty fight, you know, David belongs to us, no, he belongs to us, no, and, and the, in that sort of immediate aftermath of the battle where, where Absalom dies, there's this dispute where this guy Bickery just decides, oh, hey, well, we don't have anything to do with David, follow me, and in the sort of reactive emotionality of that moment, he gets a kind of following probably among the warriors on the battlefield, but of course, not necessarily among people who weren't anywhere around there. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, happens in, in, in church all the time, right? People in the, involved with some big argument and take position, but people who weren't there don't really care about it. And the end up, the, the, the end result of this is that this, this victory flight flees to a city. And so the army is coming to, um, to destroy the city. And, and so the, this chapter kind of juxtaposes or contrasts the sort of reactive bickery and this emotionality with this wise woman who uh, who comes to the city wall and has a conversation with Joab and uh, saves the city, you know, and 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 cooler heads prevail. And after it dies down, rather than having a real following, he realizes this guy this guy just kind of got emotional and now he, he dies for it and that so the woman and th this woman um, follows uh, a number of wise women that we've had in the narrative we remember back early in the David narr narrative we have Abigail when David was ready to go slaughter all of Nabal's men his wife Abigail came out and said and, and appeased him and now this woman is appeasing and we, we see a lot of the wisdom in the women who are are uh, in, in the narrative who who become a cooler head. We should note this this sort of strange saga of David and Joab. Uh, David is sort of on one on one level um, a, a little uh, kind of disgusted with the the way Joab is so violent all the time. He's now killed a, 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 you know the generals, uh, his rival generals. Yet it's a funny thing that um, Joab and David kind of need each other. That the sense that that Joab is is the general who's led all of David's battles, especially once David stopped going to battle, and so he needs him. And but Joab also needs David because without David, he's just some rogue, you know, guy leading people, bandits around. So it's just an interesting psychological drama there. But we got a little bit of a hint here in the story where. We, 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 Beniah and the Cherethites and the Pelethites are mentioned, and that's going to be the ultimately the 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 agent of, of Joab's downfall when Solomon becomes king. And the New Testament lesson, um, 
many commentaries commentators see a, a, a difficulty a shift in focus in this section of second corinthians as though saint paul brought up a completely new issue and uh but it doesn't really show that way i mean the the old the ancient writing was on parchment so you couldn't really pick and or or you know pay, cut and paste passages and it can make some sense when he when he talks about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers the overall arc of second corinthians is saint paul defending himself and his against opponents who say he's not very impressive in appearance and uh presumably that people in corinth should follow them and these might be sort of quasi uh, Christian people on the margins, but they could be the the be the unequally yoking that St. Paul's talking about here. In any event, St. Paul is saying in a city of Corinth, the the whole idea that to to be a Christian, you you would you would be renouncing a certain pagan way of life with its approach to sexuality and other kinds of things, but it existed around you as a constant temptation and draw to just maybe inch back into a couple compromises or something like that. And in that way, it's not unlike how we're facing these challenges in the Christian life in our own time, where we're Christians, but we live in a world where there's all these other kinds of values and compromises around us, and where Christians are even told sometimes, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. You got to do this to get by and all that kind of stuff. So this reminder of St. Paul that to come out from them, that the Christian community is meant to be wholly set apart and only in, in, in as much as it is distinct from the world and, and keeps itself from, from, from participating in the compromise of the world, can it be a witness to the world? And, um, and so St. Paul is reminding the Christians of their vocation and for us too, that, uh, that we need to to um, you know to to that's the unequal yoking, not to enter into compromises is really the idea, and and to be separate and to be holy as God calls us to be. A few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the Creator and Preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men especially for those thanks we give at this time.
We bless Thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for Thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech Thee, give us that due sense of all Thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth Thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to Thy service, and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all the day, all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris and Robert. Another excellent lesson, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye.